It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast. I am joined by just Tony this week because Rob's been traded over to uh, to just oh. Paris, it seems. So, uh, yeah, last, Rob. last minute trade. It was last a good one. Trade. Yeah, he forced his way. What, do we, what do we get for him? What do we get for him? Sixth? I think we got, yeah, a sixth. Yeah, it, I think there were a few conditions in there, depending on uh, how well he does out in Disneyland. But yeah, we'll take yeah. that. Um, we'll take a sixth for him. We'll take a sixth for him. And he, for, he forced his way out because we were telling him he had to do a, a, an hour-long special about the Steelers' offence. So he said, that's the last straw. Uh, and I'm off. Um, a, couple of pe- a couple of people who didn't make it out, DJ Moore, uh, yeah. Elijah Moore, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks was the biggie. Was the yeah. biggie from the receivers. He didn't. He didn't get out. Uh, no matter how hard he asked for, he could not escape the Houston Texans. So they must think they still got a shot. Yeah, yeah, they must. Um, it'll be interesting now over the next couple of weeks to see what those repercussions are. Obviously, Elijah Moore's been vocal, um, and that's not helping his case whatsoever. So let's see if people are. Trying to I force. didn't think you would get moved though. As soon as. Um... Uh, what's his name? Corey Davis got injured for a few weeks. I think they were going to keep Elijah Moore, especially being five and three or five and two, whatever they are. That I, 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 Brandon Cooks was the only receiver really that I was thought that could definitely get moved. And of course, Kareem Hunt didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, he was probably the big. And Akers didn't really have a shot really, but uh, Kareem Hunt and Brandon Cooks were the two surprises for me that stayed. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought Miami might have been setting up. The, the hunt. Oh yeah, it, it made so much sense though when it happened. We all think we all thought it was Hunt, and then we saw Jeff Wilson go there, and we were like, actually, yeah, that make, yeah. makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, it's a, I think he's going to be great. I think it's going to be a split, split down there, maybe sixty forty to most of it, but I think they'll both be good. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting what they're building there in Miami. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've seen what they've been able to do. Um, some of the numbers coming at them. Those wide receivers, explosive. Um, all right, cool. Well, yeah, that's uh we're gonna chat through the games. We'll we'll make it um we'll make it quick, we'll skim through some of them. Um yeah. but yeah, we'll go one by one. Let's start with last Thursday night football. What was you know potentially feels like a yeah, yeah feels age. like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, but, but, I mean, Baltimore beat them. 27-22 in Tampa Bay. And um, I think it went as expected, I think, this game. Um, obviously, people started Andrews and Bateman, and they got ruled out early, and Gus got injured as well. But in terms of the game flow and, and the game itself, I thought Baltimore looked comfortable. Um, they showed, they, that is who steps up now in those guys' um, absence. You know, Drake uh, Duvernay and probably Isaiah Likely are the big pickups on the wire, I would say. Um, but yeah, we'll see if they all can get on the field. They have got a week. It's the interesting thing about Baltimore. They 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 got a week. They got a bye week next week, and they play Monday night this week. So it's going to be interesting. I picked up Isaiah likely in one league. I think he's going to be an easy play if Andrew sits. Um, but you know you're going to wait until Monday night, and I think they will be careful with these guys on with the week ten bye because yeah. nine this week. Already. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Looking Crazy. at Brady then, um, yeah, you know, is there real cause for concern? Well, he, 
his numbers are alright in this game actually, but this this feels like not his ceiling, but his ceiling doesn't feel far away from the here, <laughs> which is seventeen, eighteen points. You don't really want you you know you drafted Brady to get twenty six, twenty seven on a, on a ceiling game. Um, God, the Godwin's not getting in the end zone. That's hurting him, and obviously it's only Mike Evans now. They haven't got a a, a real threat at tight end. Um, offensive line worries. I think he's just he's just basically a matchup player from now on. You can't plug plug Brady in like you used to. You've got to pick your matchups and um it will help if they are in a game like this when they've got a throw to come back. So forget about the Carolina game, but obviously, you know, if you that kind of game where Tampa Bay are expected to win against Carolina probably wasn't, you know, the best play. Um but yeah. Pick pick your opponents of Brady from now on. Yeah, fair play. That's the uh, yeah, that's the truth of it. And um, moving on to the Denver then, uh, London game. I was there, luckily enough, um, to watch this one live. I purposely put all of the uh, the players I possibly could in my lineups, even when I should have maybe not made those decisions, just so I could watch them live and have that bit of excitement. Um, it turned out to be an interesting uh, interesting end of the game. Denver won it eight uh, over the Jags. Russ showed something. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, well, um, well, I should ask you, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Why should I ask you? Because I was there. Because and, you uh, were there in person. And apparently you were there just to watch one guy. How did he get on? What, what's the one guy I was looking to watch? Greg Dolcich. Dolcich. Dol- yeah, yeah did I he mean, good the guy there? just looks fantastic. I mean, everything about him, the moustache, the mullet. You know, I just, everyone who was yeah. around me, I just said, this is the guy. Um, no, yeah, he looked but, good. But he, he looked good, didn't he? And there was a better player on the field, Travis Etienne. We need to talk about him. Oh. I think he's an absolute stud going forward. He probably looked electric in real life as well, he I can imagine. absolutely did look electric in real life. It looked like Trevor uh, Lawrence was just taking the day off because he, the amount <laughs> of times the ball was in Etienne's hand. Uh, it was, every time you, you sort of look at a play, he's there. Uh, yeah, he did look fantastic. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was exciting. And this is what the, I mean, this is what... It, yeah, and when we saw this coming, when as soon as they got rid of Robinson, James Robinson, and didn't really, didn't really bring anyone else in, we knew this was going to be the end show, and it, and yeah, I think uh, this is this is this is what the Jags are going to be now. He's going to get twenty five touches a game, so it's wherever that takes them. But he is obviously the best offensive player, without a doubt. On the other side, uh, Gordon Murray, uh, I can't get excited about this backfield, especially with Chase Edmonds coming there. Um, <laughs> Uh, the receiver's interesting. The Cortland Sutton's been awful the last couple of weeks. Um, he He's close to being a drop, in my opinion. But um, maybe that's for... An, for example, he's got a bye this week. And I, I just don't know if you're three and five and you need to get wins. Why are you holding Sutton through the bye? It makes no sense to me. So I think he is definitely someone I'm probably going to let go of through the bye week. Wow. It's mad to say that when you think about the excitement of this offense before the season started. I was so excited to see him play. I mean, Judy looks. But what's he done? What has he done to just exactly? Yeah, exactly. Judy now actually looks yeah, better. Uh, yeah. So are you with me on that? Or does it depend, yeah. depend on who you're picking up? Depends on your record and who you're picking up. But it, yeah, you're right. You can't carry him through if, if you need wins and you need to take plays immediately. I've had to do. Uh, something similar with injured players in the league I'm in where I need wins. I can't buy a win. Um, so, yeah, agreed with that. I think he hasn't shown enough. And he's one of those players that, you know, yeah, if he turns it around, great, try and get him back. But uh, you're not going to sit and wait. Yeah. 
Uh, nothing else to talk about really in this game, do you think? No, let's move on to uh, the Panthers uh, and the Falcons then. I mean, a hell of a score. Falcons winning 86-84 oh, and, uh, my God, uh, Foreman <laughs> decided to, uh, to Foreman delight a lot decided of people. To go, <laughs> decided to go absolutely nuclear. Um, not sure if that's going to stay when Herbert comes back. Uh, mm. Something tells me that's going to go back to a 50-50 timeshare. But, I mean, the game itself was incredible. But the fourth quarter of this game um, was absolutely amazing. The throw was the best throw of the year, easily, yeah. by PJ oh, Walker for the absolutely. touchdown at the end. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, Mayfield's got 0% chance. Walker's got probably a 6% chance of making that, and he, and he made it on that 6%. But May, Mayfield and Darnold got 0 So that's the difference. So that's why he's starting. Uh, over those guys because he can probably do something like that where the others can't. Um, so TJ Moore obviously is you want Walker to play for DJ Moore. That's the clear. I think that's been clear from week two or week three uh, since Mayfield, you know, and, and Moore haven't connected and we saw what Daniel did with Moore last year. So the best play, the player at quarterback for DJ Moore is definitely PJ Walker. So whenever Walker's playing, you can play more, I think. That's straightforward. Um, Terrence Marshall got Terrence Marshall got nine targets. But I'm not sure how sticky that is in a game where uh, I, can't, I can't see Carolina being in that many shootouts, if I'm honest. Um, especially again when Herbert comes back, maybe they do run the ball again and, and go back to what what their kind of DNA is. So I can't get too excited about that. And Atlanta, um, yeah, I'm not starting any of their pass catches still. Demir Bird was the he got six receptions. Carl Pitts obviously had had the game, but I think he's a sell high without, without a doubt in my eyes. The biggest sell high of the week is Kyle Pitts because we we know what his norm is. This is not his norm. Um, again, this is a shootout, so let's remember that. And then you know the running backs I'm really interested in because you know 16 carries for Huntley picked him up in a league. 14 carries for Algier plus the catches, so that's 15 touches each. I mean that's that's RB two stateless really for both of them, especially if they get in the end zone. So I'm happy with that. We'll see what happens when Patterson comes back. I don't know if he's going to play this week. If when he does. Obviously, Huntley goes to the wire immediately and Algier becomes him. Can't trust him. So um, if it stays those two next week versus the Chargers, you can play them both. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on Foreman as well, is a bit of a... I was having a look at him um, in one of my leagues in a roster builder league, so I could have picked him up uh, in that. Um, but, you know, the, the points from the three touchdowns, that doesn't remain. So you've got to yeah. be... You know, approach with caution. Um, he's not going to get all those touches every week, and he's not going to turn them up three touchdowns. So, um, but yeah, fantastic to to watch. Um, moving on to the uh, the Cowboys, we're going to fantastic to watch when Dak Prescott decided to uh, to make a return to form. He beat yeah. the Bears 49-29, but Justin Fields is improving and it's got a, a good schedule, which you kept shaking at me on there. I did, yeah. I, I picked. I, I was a, I'm ahead of the waiver wire here with Fields. I saw it come in. I watched him play uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it really did look like he was ready to take off. And it was he wasn't on any waiver wire. It wasn't on any kind of people's radar. And I picked him up, and I thought, right, I've seen his schedule coming up. If he does perform against these next couple of games, and he went mad in both, you know, above 22 points in both of those games, um, that's it. He's here to stay. You know, he's he's a QB one for here on out because the legs are there we all know what he can do with his legs and not only that he's become more confident now he's got another weapon in Claypool which you know they've done that on purpose really to give him 
more confidence throwing the ball. Nikhil Harry's catching touchdowns. I mean, Claypool's better than him. We've got to hope. Um, and they've lost the key piece of their defense as well, Roquan Smith, yesterday. So two things happen there for Fields that makes him even better. Uh, yeah, wheels up, no doubt whatsoever. Dak is a sell high for me because when Zeke comes back, they'll go back to their... Again, you go back to what, what works for them. You know, um, I think we got a bit lucky here with Dak. I started him in quite a lot of leagues and was very happy with the output. But I, I, I'm not saying sell him a dynasty because he's going to be good for the next few years, obviously. But in, in a redraft league, I'll be looking to move away from Dak now before Zeke comes back and they go back to the Cowboys um, way of winning, which is defense and run the ball. And Pollard, obviously, is a superstar whenever he gets his chance. Absolute stud. Yeah, no need to talk about Pollard. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, all right, then moving on to an offense. We, we were getting excited about the start of the show, Miami. They beat out the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Tua. Big, yeah, uh, big I game. mean, yeah, they are doing things quite an orthodox way of trading their picks. You know, they got Bradley Chubb again yesterday, another big piece for their defense. They, they're ready to go for it. You know, they made it clear that I think they thought, you know, we'll see where we are by mid-season if we go. We got all these picks. They've turned those picks into Waddle, Hill, and now Bradley Chubb. Um, and they've just got weapons everywhere. They've got Jeff Wilson coming in to share with most. I think that's an upgrade on their running backs for sure. But Chase Edmonds didn't really fit that scheme at all. But we know Wilson does because we've seen him in 49ers. They've got speed everywhere. Two is just getting the ball to the playmaker's hands. Gesicki's even getting in the mix now. Um, wheels up for Miami. And, you know, their defense is not great. So you can play people against them. Uh, like we saw Jared Goff come through yet last week with really minimal weapons, really, let's be honest, on that Lions offense, but came through with a massive game. So shootout central when Miami are on the board, and I don't know if Chubb moves that needle too much. You can still attack that defense. So um, it's Justin Fields this week, is it? No. Is it with Fields this week, Miami? Yes, it is. Yes, so, it is. There you go. We go all come together nicely, mate. It's, uh, <clears throat> your uh, analysis is making a lot of sense. Um, moving on to uh, to the Cardinals, then losing out to the Vikings, who were active in the uh, in trading as well yesterday. Um, Bacon Hawkinson, yeah, thoughts on this? Yeah, I like this game. Good game to watch. Um, Hopkins is a stud. That's the <laughs> first thing. People were people were doubting whether or not he was going to come back to the old DeAndre Hopkins and he has and probably looks a bit fresher to be honest yeah. <laughs> off his, his six weeks his six week wet rest or whatever so uh, no worries whatsoever there the volume's incredible and um, yeah he, he, I mean his average depth target's never going to be great now uh, we saw that come down last year when Marquise Brown comes back you know he'll be this field stretcher they're not getting that in Robbie Anderson or he, obviously AJ Green looks like he's dust but Rondell Moore goes in the slot and he, he's producing. Um, so there's a nice one-two punch there. Zach Ertz is producing, although you've got to be careful with Ertz because I think he is very touchdown dependent now. But we knew that was going to happen as soon as Hopkins came back. So Ertz is a touchdown or bust tight end, I think. <clears throat> but he got in the end zone, <laughs> so you're right. And the running back situation, I think Benjamin might have blown his opportunity, to be honest. Um, 
I think Darrell Williams is a waste of time. Uh, five carries for eight yards, and he looked dreadful. So, you know, Connor, if he can get back on the field, he'll probably get back to being the the bell cow. It looks like he's going to have a shot this week to get back. It feels like Benjamin might have blown his um, shot at, at the, the leading back uh, situation. Wheels up for Kyler Murray, though, uh, especially with Hopkins back. So I think he's going to put up big numbers every week. And on the Minnesota side, yeah, they get Hawkinson now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because um, Irv Smith wasn't really doing much. But it's a like for like swap, really, because Irv Smith's gone on IR. Um, so uh, KJ Osborne scored a touchdown, but he's very touchdown or bust again, very similar to Ertz. He's only going to catch two or three balls now. Um, yeah. Don't think much changes. Minnesota, Minnesota, one of those teams where they they just roll the same personnel every time. You know, there's no new um, wide receivers coming in to sub for these guys. There's three receivers in in the order of Jefferson. You know, probably equal gap then to Thielen to an equal gap to Osborne. It's it's a very uh, set and forget kind of offense in Minnesota, which is great fancy because you know where you are. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thomas, and Minnesota was six and one. Six and one. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're looking good well. across yeah, the board. Defense is looking good as well. They got four sacks on Kyler. Two interceptions. Yeah. I like it. I like the Vikings. Yeah. Um the uh Raiders getting shut out uh, what? by the Saints. What happened? This is unbelievable. Yeah. Derek Carr saying it's not good <laughs> enough. I mean <laughs> speaking really? of the obvious. Uh yeah. Um so yeah, I mean Kamara had a day. He does like to uh, to, to throw out these uh, these crazy days, and that's why people were taking him so high, um, even with the uncertainty at the start of the year. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you want to say about this? I don't. Yeah, I think throw the game out for the Raiders. We know Jacobs has been a producer. We know Devontae Adams produces. Wallow will be back this week. He was very close last week. Throw this game out. They were awaiting New Orleans. It was not an easy place to go. Um, and they just got absolutely killed in all aspects across the board. So um, strange game didn't turn up. I don't know what else to say really. You know, you got you're gonna try, you're gonna play Adams. I think you'll play Waller when he comes back because Moreau got his targets, and you'll play um, Jacobs for sure. So Derek Carr's probably the one you probably can't trust after this game. It wouldn't be surprised me if he ends up on a few wires after this one because you can't really get two points from a quarterback and feel comfortable starting him ever again <laughs> until he shows uh, anything else but you know you're playing his weapons so why not and Kamara um, Olave was the disappointment here obviously we thought he was um, ready to take off in the second half of the season um, he's probably a buy low if anyone wants to go and get him because they're not going to do this to every team so yeah and I think uh, if anyone's a sneaky uh... buy low yeah, that's a good shout. And and if anyone's uh, if if any Adams managers are panicking, then go tell oh, them the yeah. narrative that uh, this is going to be the, the Raiders here on eight and try and get him low as well. That's not. I, I think we're going <laughs> to struggle with that one. Absolutely. Um, but hey, uh, we can okay. Um, oh yeah. When you're two and six, you're you're a dreamer. Uh, New England uh, and the Jets. New England beat my mate. Um, Twenty-two seventeen. Yeah, what are you looking at here? What are you taking away? Um, strange game this one because the Jets Jets look really good half time. Uh, first half they play really well, 
Um, and I don't know what happened. You know, classic Belichick in, in the in half time changing things. And second half, they looked a different team completely. Defense in New England looked incredible second half compared to what came out the first half. But um, Zach Wilson um, did not look like a really good, did not look like an NFL quarterback. I don't think that's a surprise to many who, who doubted him. Um, and Mike White, there was there was rumours that he was about to come on, so we'll see what happens there. But Michael Carter can't be trusted now. Um, although, I mean, he probably can. I, I would go back to Michael Carter. I think New England, oh no, they got Buffalo this week, which is horrendous um, to go from New England to Buffalo. But I think New England are really tough against the running backs. Uh, but obviously, yeah, Buffalo, I feel, I can feel another... I can feel another uh, down game for the whole of the Jets uh, Jets team. But Garrett Wilson looked all right. I mean, he obviously he's six for 115 is great. Um, and he is now the, the clear number one. Elijah Moore is going to have to work to get back into that rotation, which I think he will by the end of the year. But um, it's Garrett Wilson's receiving team. And on the other side, I, I don't know how to analyze the New England Patriots. Jacoby Myers with 12. 12 targets and the next target leader was like Johnu Smith with three maybe so 12 to that's a massive um utilization for um to Kobe Myers it's just we know what his targets are very good in BPR and probably not that great in any other format uh yeah and Stevenson's got a stranglehold on that on both of the third down and, and obviously the majority of the, the, the first time work so he's the back for the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. If you had the opportunity to get him earlier in the year, well done you. Um, Pittsburgh and uh, the Eagles. The Eagles going to 7-0 and and they look good. Yeah, they've looked good all season, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They've looked good all season. Um, this was a weird game because Hertz had two carries for 10 yards. That won't happen again, ever. But then he scored four touchdowns through the air and three of them to AJ Brown. They they felt like they could beat them whichever way they wanted to, and they just picked the throwing. Um, you know, let's throw it deep. And and that's how we'll beat them this week. That's that's how it felt to me. Um the Pittsburgh moved the ball on them, to be honest, quite a, quite well. Um so I'm not too worried about Pittsburgh. I think actually Pittsburgh offense is a buy low. I know a good job Rebecca's not on this call. I, I think Pickett's gonna Pickett's going to, you show me enough down the stretch. Let's see what they got. New Orleans, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina, Vegas, Baltimore. They got some nice matchups there, which, you know, Atlanta's in there, Carolina's in there, Vegas is in there. I, I think Kenny Pickett um, and the Steelers' offense comes alive second half of the season. That's my prediction. Deontay Johnson by low. Pickens by low now because Clay, Paul, Clay Paul's out the way. So there's two clear wide receivers. Primus going to get is I think he might be a tight end, top five tight end for the rest of the season. It's just the running backs um, and Najee Harris I can't trust. But I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to make a, a statement in Roberto's absence that Steelers will not, well, will turn things around second half of the season. Wow, it is, uh, it's optimism like that for the Steelers that forced Roberto to leave the country. Yeah. Um, not only just probably rightly so as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he's got to say like that when he uh, when he facetimes <laughs> later in anger. Um, <laughs> moving on to uh, to Tennessee then. Uh, beat night. Oh. Houston. I mean Derek Henry. What a terrible. Was... What a terrible game to watch though. Because oh yeah, yeah. We 
everyone knew Houston did not have a hope in hell. They were seventeen to three for. <laughs> then they scored the last second, like literally the last second to make it ten. They they weren't in this game at all. No. The receivers were dreadful, dreadful. Worst, you know, Dorset had like one catch for five. Sorry, one catch for six yards. Dorset. Brandon Cooks had three catches for thirty until the last one minute of the game. So their two receivers had 36 yards total in a game they were losing 17-3. On the other side, the Tennessee receivers had 26 yards total from one player, Robert Woods. So that's 26 yards from the Titans receivers and 36 from the Houston Texans in the whole game. That is, I've never seen it. I've never seen a game like that in my life, ever. To have uh, 26 and 36 yards from the wide receivers, so you know it's it was Henry. It was the Henry show, and he's ready to go for the second half of the season. He is going to be he's, he'll be RB one in my opinion. McCaffrey looks great, but you know he's got a buy in there. Henry hasn't. Henry's going to be RB one for the rest of the season, without a doubt, unless obviously injury um, occurs. Yeah, absolutely. There's some of the stats that Henry's got against the Texans are ridiculous. And that was all the talk in the build-up to this one. And then it went exactly like that. So, uh, so yeah, really good news for, for people who've got Henry, which I have. I've just uh, got a terrible record. So, um, moving on to, uh, to the Commanders, beat Nate the Colts, 17-16. Um, Talk to me about this one. Uh, yeah, really good game, actually. Um, I enjoyed watching this one. Um, Terry McLaurin's catch at the end was incredible. Probably yes. there were so many catches. We talked about DJ Moore's catch. AJ Brown obviously had three touchdowns, but Terry McLaurin's catch right at the end, and it won in the game, no doubt, um, was was one of the best catches, I've, contested catches I've seen in a long time. Looked like it was going to be a pick, and he's won the game for them in that one moment. So good for them. Um, Indy obviously got rid of their coach after this one. Poor off. The offense looks a mess. Taylor looked injured, but I think he's okay. They would never have traded Hines, I reckon, if Taylor was in danger of missing any time. So he looks like he's going to come through, but he looks half the player he did last year. And that's obviously down to the injury plus the offensive line. Um, Pittman looks good, but he's, well, I say that. No, it was a, it was a poor game. He, 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 dropped, <laughs> he dropped a big one that probably could give him a chance to win the game. But he's not going deep. He's lost his deep targets. He's getting, he's catching a lot over the middle, um, short for 10 to 12 yards max. You know, that's not the Pittman we saw last year. That's not who we drafted in the third round. Um, yeah, and I think Heineke's, Heineke's obviously, he'll be the starter. I knew he would be the starter as soon as he got put in. Because, you know, he's shown in the past that he's good enough to be a starting quarterback in this league. So there's no doubt whatsoever when they made the switch that Wentz was done, I think. And now they've won. Have they won two on the bounce with Heineke? Yeah, they've won at home to Green Bay and away to Indianapolis. They got two big games against Minnesota and Philadelphia now, which I, you know, they're going to be underdogs, both of them probably. Um, but then the Minnesota-Washington game this week is probably one to watch. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, that is a game that I'll be interested in. Um, for fancy, uh, Gibson can be started now because I think he's taking the pass catching role over McKissick, who can be dropped in all formats, in my opinion. Um, 
So Gibson and Robinson is a fairly even split there. Don't forget that you know they were behind in most of this game, which is why Robinson's carries were only eight for twenty, and Gibson was on field. Um, but that'll switch as soon as they get positive game script. Could be as early as this week against Minnesota at home. So um, they could get back on track at the end of that game. But you know that is a good game uh, coming up. Nothing uh, else to say really. Logan Thomas, I was disappointed by a goose egg from him at tight end when he was coming back. I thought he might be straight in, you know, back as the number one tight end. Maybe they're easing him in. Probably what I'm going to watch because I think he was very useful early on in the season as a tight end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a bit of a wire, uh, wire down at times. Um, okay. Good stuff. Let's move on to uh, to two teams that have surprised uh, the Giants and the Seahawks. Um, six and two, five and three. Seahawks won this one, 27-18. Um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I feel sorry for anyone who spent fab on Daniel Jones. 32 yeah. points last week and, and back down to earth this week. Um, but that's, we all know that's what he is. I mean, he hasn't fooled anyone um, with his 30-point performance, hopefully. Um, yeah, uh, Running backs disappointed in this game. Both of them got 50 yards, but they both fell in the end zone, which is good. Walker's touchdown was great, actually. But, yeah. but still, 50 yards on the ground for both of them. Probably expected more from those two. Um, Seattle's defense is is really, really good. All of a sudden, it's like they flicked the switch. And now, obviously, you know they've played um, the Giants. But last week, they played... Los Angeles Chargers and they played well. The week before they played Arizona and they put 20 points up as a defense. You know, they, they, they've switched, they have switched to a good team. And I don't think uh, people have realized that. And we're targeting them um, a lot against them, you know, um, because they're green matchups, but they're green matchups because their first six weeks are dreadful. <laughs> Or five weeks of dreadful. The last three, they've been great. So, you know, they probably shouldn't be green matchups when you're looking across the board to place it out anymore. That's probably the biggest takeaway, they look, especially at home. They're away this week, Arizona, which could be um, a tricky spot for them. But, you know, when they're home, uh, they're going to be a force up there in uh, November. And they are a good team. Gino's doing really well. Yeah. Supporting all the receivers. Both got in again, those two. They can be started, obviously. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty much start Walker, start Lockett, start Metcalf team going forward. Yeah, absolutely. People got lucky with their values on uh, on Metcalf and Lockett, especially in the drafts, considering what Gino's been able to do. Moving on to uh, to the 49ers then, the versatile offense that is the 49ers, uh, beating out the Rams. Uh, McCaffrey, I mean, throwing, yeah. catching, running. <laughs> But I mean, that does, should not surprise anyone how good he is. So, you know, the, the big surprise is 18 carries for McCaffrey uh, and Wilson only, Jeff Wilson only four carries. Um, the, so, yeah, probably that's the b- biggest surprise because I, I, I thought he would be, I thought he would be capped to 15 carries in this offense. He would get his catches. You know, everyone's saying he doesn't catch, so San Francisco doesn't throw to the running backs is a load of rubbish because you saw Jimmy, you know, as soon as it, the part that anything was breaking down in the pocket, he was looking at McCaffrey, and we saw that on the touchline. So that, I think that's going to happen throughout the season. But the 18 carries is promising. Um, Wilson's gone now as well, so, that, you know, um don't know if they're going to get healthy. Uh, what's his name? 
Elijah Mitchell back. I don't think it matters. I think it's McCaffrey's show. Um, and Debo. So actually, yeah, eight catches for McCaffrey. That that is something that could. So I I don't think they're going to be able to to um, keep McCaffrey as an RB one. Debo as a wide receiver one. And Ayuk and Kittle. They're not going to be. They 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 just they don't run enough plays for all of them. So I think McCaffrey is obviously blowing up here because Debo's out. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens when Debo's back. Um, but I fear Debo's the one who's going to be left out. Um, Rams are just a mess across the board. And, it's, you know, Cup's going to get his always, but I don't think you can play one other Ram, including Stafford. I've dropped Henderson, not interested in him anymore. Um, Robinson's obviously hit and miss with Van, Jeff- Van Jefferson coming back. He's getting worked in. He, he was on the field 50% of the snaps. So that was his first week back. Skoronic. Uh, you know, there's four receivers there and you can only play one, in my opinion, cut. And the hits, Higby, I think, as well. So I don't think you play him uh, with Van Jefferson back and maybe more receivers on the field. So until the Rams start showing they are, they can run the ball, number one, and then use play action off that, you can't play anyone except for cut. Do you think Akers comes back in? Or do yeah, you think and I think Kyron Williams comes back. So that's five running back so Akers will come back I mean he's either going to get he's either going to come back or get cut yeah so you know he's obviously trades out the question now for some reason they didn't give Henderson the work they never liked Henderson let's be honest he has never liked Henderson ever um, the coach as a workhorse back so he's got a role which I don't even know what Henderson's role is (laughs) to be honest (laughs) so you know he's, he's just he's just not not good enough in this offense. If the if the line was brilliant and they had a good scheme for him, then maybe. Um, but but yeah, not sure you can play anyone. And, and even when Akers comes back, it's even a mess. Yeah, fair. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's see if uh, if they can turn something around. Moving on to Green Bay, then speaking of trying to turn things around, I thought they would have been a bit more active. Uh, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is somewhere shaking at uh, pictures of his uh, offensive weapons. Um, they lost eight to the Bills, which isn't a surprise given the Bills. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I don't know if you saw the game, but Christian Watson went down in like the second play of the game, and Rodgers just knew at that moment that he had nothing left on this game, you know, in, in terms of weapons. I think Watson, they were quietly okay with it with Watson Dobbs and um you know what's his name uh Aaron Jones Dylan no no just in that game oh right yeah yeah obviously they got Lazard coming back but they were quietly happy with Dobbs Sammy Watkins and Watson and then Tanya Jones they 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 thought they had enough weapons was I saying to to be Mm. kind of competitive against Buffalo and then Watson goes down second play the game you just saw Aaron Jones uh, Aaron Rodgers just look to the sky and and then you just knew you know who is next up don't know he probably doesn't even know their names (laughs) the guys coming on the field but one of them actually scored a nice touchdown but yeah Buffalo controlled the game Alan probably disappointing probably one of his worst games of the year um but Singletary and Cook now with Hines coming in needs to be a conversation. I don't think you can play Singletary. I don't think you can play him, which is weird because he's been so good. But Hines is such a monster when he's on the field. In terms of he, 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 I don't, 
he just demands the ball. So McKenzie's completely droppable. Isaiah McKenzie cannot play him anymore with Hines there. Cook is cooked <laughs> with Hines because I think Hines is just a better version of him. Cook is probably going to end up being a good player, a really good player. He looks good. He glides through the, the hole as well. He's probably a better out and out runner than Hines. But Hines will take, will, when he's on the field, he'll, he'll demand t- catches from Allen because he is so quick in space. So, you know, there's James and Crowder um, and Isaiah McKenzie kind of battle that was going on is now irrelevant. And I think Knox gets hurt as well because we talked about kind of receivers and pass catching, running backs, the, the correlation there. He obviously scored today, but he only got three, t- three catches as well. So I don't get fooled by that Knox touchdown. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. The Heinz trade out of all of them is the one I'm really really want to see what happens you know i'm not too interested in clay paul and i just think okay fine you know fields gets fields might get another weapon but you never start in clay paul really or or, or mooney now maybe um chase edmonds is a bench player unfortunately until until they sort out what's going on in that backfield and i think Hines is the one player who got traded from the offense who, who could have value rest of the season easily so I'm interested to see what happens there. Yeah, no, fair point. We'll keep an eye on that one. Um, and then, yeah, moving on to the to the final game, um, the Browns versus the Bengals, and the Browns winning eight. Uh, so Bengals four and four now. Thoughts on this? I thought it was domination, complete domination from the Browns. And Cincinnati got lucky with two late touchdowns, which were garbage time. So anyone who started Burrow and won, I know someone did an hour league. That was the, one of the luckiest two touchdowns at the end to make to make him win. Um don't know what to say really about Bengals. It looked like they, they just got completely caught off guard by a team where who just, just beat them in all phases. I thought uh, Nick Chubb is, is is the best running back in the league in terms of pure runner. Um it's it's incredible how he gets his yards. Um, he, he he's never denied is is kind of average uh, yards for carry is always high and you know um, I think I was pretty high on Chubb over off season so I think you know Hunt as well it felt like they were giving Hunt a lot more work in this game I wonder if they were showcasing him a little bit to say can we get me four for four for the receiving he, he did feel like he got out there now I think if Njoku misses time more time Hunt is going to be plug and play territory because the catches will be there because Harrison Bryant stayed in to block for a lot more than I thought he would. We had zero production from Titans Cleveland. Now, obviously, that didn't happen once with Joker on the field. That's not a coincidence. Bryant comes in, he blocks more, Hunt gets more passes. That's a pretty clear correlation there. Um, and yeah, and I like DPJ and Cooper. I think, yeah, it was really good. David Bell. David Bell is someone who needs to be stashed. Now, I don't know if we can do it in our league because. You know, we've got players that we don't really want to drop for David Bell, especially on a bye. However, when Watson comes back, I think if if Njoku doesn't come back, if he takes the full five weeks, and um, we could be around week thirteen or whatever, but David Bell will be on the field and he's you know, he's a really good rookie wide receiver who might might who might do a, a bit of an arm and ras eight brown from last year. Let's see what happens when Watson's okay. back. Yeah, that's Maybe. a call. That's a call. Maybe. 
maybe that's a nice caveat as well yeah thanks um, <laughs> okay perfect so that's all the games um eight weeks done the buys are thick and fast let's talk about having a look at some of these records who do you think has the potential to go all the way okay so in the nfc i won't pick eagles because the whole world has okay vikings okay wow vikings eagles are going to be the nfc championship game there you go that's your pick that's my pick i don't think they're going to go all the way because i do think the eagles well but i think they'll go all the way to the nfc title game wow okay and on the AFC side, let me think. So obviously the Bills are the strongest. So I, I you know, it's, it's shaping up to be a Bills Eagles, but the Chiefs will be there and thereabouts. Um, on the AFC side, there are a couple of um, interesting teams that could pick up uh, speed. Um, Tennessee, I think, are getting stronger. Their defense is getting stronger, and Henry's getting stronger. Yeah. They were the best team in the AFC last year. Let's not forget that. That Tennessee-Kansas City game, if Tannehill's back this week, is going to be a good one to watch. If it's Willis, then I think Casey deal with him. But yeah. Okay, so interesting. And then we're saying the Bills, if it is Bills-Eagles, saying the Bills yeah. got enough. Yeah, I think the Bills will win their Super Bowl. Yeah, it feels like it's about time. Um, yeah. But yeah, plenty but, of football you know, to play. I, my dark... That, of course, is definitely Minnesota from one side and Tennessee from the other. I'm impressed at how those two are going. Okay, nice. Yeah, good. Good uh, good stuff. Anything else you want to get in ahead of nope. uh, Thursday Night Football? No, all good. We'll be back no, we've Friday. Talked, we've talked, uh, yeah, we'll talk, we've talked trades, haven't we? We've, we've touched on the trades. Wave of Wire, there's not really much going on there. You know, the running back, Kenyon Drake. Whenever I see Kenyon Drake at the top of the Wave of Wire, I I know it's a bad I, I can't I can't pick him up I don't think I have but he, no. can't, he cost me a week uh, I can't remember that one week and uh, I'm never going back to him again so we'll wait and see because you make about 10 moves between now and Sunday um, <laughs> you like to dominate yeah that, I that actually feed. I do yeah and uh, so far hasn't paid off although I am a week ahead of, of a few of them so Josh Palmer I think is a good pick up Justin Fields is definitely a good pickup, and Rondon Moore if he's on waiver wire, and they're all on my team from the week before. But uh, they're all good waiver wire pickups this week. Yeah, nice. All right, brilliant. Think, we'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be back Friday to talk stats and sits. We'll review. Or we'll yeah review Thursday night football. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. We will speak to you on Friday with Rob back to tell us uh, about our Steelers take. Lovely. See you later, everyone. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, If you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, And you can follow us on Twitter at underscore Play Action Pass and our website, playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play to us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions. Uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on feed, depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, find Tony at Light Type 7 
Rob at Team Best 10 and me at Matt on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions. We'll answer them on the next episode, or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support the show.